Hey friends, welcome to Girls' Night. I'm Stephanie Mae Wilson, and I am so happy that you're here. Each week, I have a girlfriend over, and we talk through one of the biggest questions we have about our lives as women. We're talking about friendships and faith and relationships and self-confidence, about our calling in life and how to live every bit of our lives to the full. Life is so much better and easier and absolutely more fun when we navigate it together as girlfriends, and I cannot wait to get started. So friends, today's episode is a bit of a harder one, but it's also a really important one. Today, we're talking about how to know when it's time to end a relationship and then how to actually do it. I wanted to do this episode because I know that there are women listening to this who are currently in a relationship. Maybe it's one they've been in for years, but things have been feeling off lately and they just can't seem to figure out why. You've tried your best to communicate your feelings, but nothing seems to change. And you have a feeling deep down that you might need to end things, but you're feeling so hesitant because you've invested so much time and energy into this relationship. And really, you're just feeling stuck. If you're nodding your head through this, you are not alone in your feelings. And I have just the right friend to talk us through this. And that's my friend, Ken's Durham of Delight Ministries. We actually had Ken's on another Girls' Night episode where she briefly mentioned ending a long-term relationship with her boyfriend at the time and that it was one of the hardest decisions she's ever had to make. She casually mentioned that we could do a whole episode about it. And I thought, yeah, I think we need to. So here we are doing exactly that. In this episode, Ken shares her story, the things she's glad she did and the things she wished she did differently. And I'm just so excited for you to get to hear from her. One more thing. I know that there are some of you listening who are not in this exact place of ending a relationship right now, but I also know that so many of the things that Ken shares applies to other situations too. Other areas of our lives where we need to say goodbye or walk away or end something and we haven't known how. So if you're in any of those situations, friends, this episode is for you too. But before we dive in, There's a book I would really love to share with you, and it's mine. It's called The Lipstick Gospel, and it's the story of the worst breakup I have ever been through and how God put my heart back together from it. It's a travel memoir, a story of transformation and hope. And if you're going through a breakup right now, or if you could use some encouragement in your faith, or if you wanna get closer to God but don't know how, or if you're struggling to say yes to the plans God has for your life, or if you're feeling shame about some past mistakes, or gosh, a million other things, I would love to share this book with you. You can either download a digital copy of the book for free. Um, all you have to do is go to stephaniemaywilson.com slash lipstick gospel download. Um, again, that's stephaniemaywilson.com slash lipstick gospel download. Or if you're a paperback girl like me, we have those too. You can pick those up in my shop. Um, it's stephaniemaywilson.com. All right, friends, with that said, let's jump into the episode. Here's my conversation with Ken. All right, friends, I'm so excited for who I have on the show today. I'm sitting here with my actual real-life friend, Ken's Durham. Ken's, welcome back to Girls' Night. Yes, thank you for having me. I do feel like we're actual best friends, so I mean, what a compliment. <laughs> like, truly, truly. Um, yes. We've known each other for, I don't know, we'll have to do some math, but like a long time now, and it's been really, yeah. um, we've talked about this on the show before, but I, I've loved getting to... like walk alongside you and Mac as you guys build all the amazing things that you guys have been building. And like, we're just in each other's corner in a way that is really important and special. So before, before we get into anything, tell us who you are, what you do, and a fun fact about yourself. Ooh, fun. Okay. So my name is Mackenzie Durham, but in my little ministry space, I go by Ken's because I started Delight and For the Girl, which is the the two organizations that we lead with one of my best friends that's also named Mackenzie. So 
we had to distinguish the two of us. She goes by Mac. <laughs> I go by Ken. So a lot of you guys might know me by Ken's. I think I got the better half of the Mackenzie name, but <laughs> <laughs> she might say different. Anyways, I live here in Nashville, Tennessee, just a little ways away from Steph. And okay, a fun fact, this is kind of like a basic fact about me, but fun. I run like an insane amount of miles. I'm a big runner. And you can catch me on a Saturday running like over 20 miles, just out there like Forrest Gump. Yeah. (laughs) I'm surprised you haven't seen me on the street, Steph, just running. Do you run past my house? Yeah, often. Well, you just moved, right? Yeah. Okay. We're going to have to, we're going to have to figure this out later because I'll like, the baby is now like wave to you because we don't run 20 miles on a Saturday. That is (laughs) like at a time, at one time. Literally at one time. Yeah. Yeah. I ran a couple like actual marathons, but I definitely run marathons just on my own on a Saturday. Yeah. Isn't that so crazy? That is (laughs) not my idea of a good time, but I love that it is for you. (laughs) Absolutely insane. Yeah. Oh man. (laughs) I don't even know what to say about that. Okay, so really quick, tell us for women who don't know, give us like the elevator pitch for for Delight and for the girl, just so that girls, we've had you on the show before and we'll link to all of your other episodes, but I just want to make sure that if this is women's first time tuning in, that they have like some context for what that is. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so when I was in college, me and Mackenzie, we started a girls Bible study that we named Delight Ministries, basically a space where we could gather women together weekly and really just create like a safe place on campus to feel seen and loved and known and just have like Christ-centered conversation on a regular basis. We needed that. And turns out that like so many other people at our university needed it too. And so, yeah, we started this Bible study and it grew and grew. And so eventually we were like talking to friends that went to other universities. We're like, you should start this too. And so that's like really what my college experience looked like. We were starting to light chapters on other college campuses and By the time we graduated, we had like 20 other chapters maybe. And then the last few years post-graduation, it's looked like just building delight and seeing it thrive. I mean, now thousands, I think 14,000 women walk through the doors of delight this semester. They meet regularly on their campuses and go through like curriculum together and worship together, make dinner together, just hang out together. It's really, really sweet. So... Yeah, that's like what delight looks like. Thousand. Yeah, it's so wild. People are always like, can you believe this? And truly, like, I look back and I'm like, okay, I feel like it was just so many little yeses that God, God like used, used in my life, like saying yes to that little Bible study and then being like, yeah, I'll stay in Nashville. Like, when I was post graduation, I really wanted to move back to California. And I was like, that's where I'm from. Um, and I was like, okay, no, God's calling me to stay and build this. So there's like another yes. And there's just like a bunch of little yeses. And then all of a sudden, like, I guess like nine years later, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, it's so wild how God can use you. It's just the special. It's so, so special. But I always say like, we started one chapter and then everybody else started all the other delight chapters. So <laughs> It was me. It was God using me, but really so many other women, which has been so special. I ask this every time, and this may be like um, honestly not your not your job anymore. Do you know if there's a a chapter on University of Colorado campus? 
Ooh, I feel, I want to say no, sadly. Um, okay. But Guys, I, I think we've sure. said this. I think we've said this every single time. If anyone is listening from the University of Colorado, you guys start a delight. Start a yes. delight. I will come hang out. I will come like start it. I will come do like a night with you. <laughs> if you st- if someone starts a chapter on CU's campus, I would love it. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, so many people are about to start it. They're like, stuff's coming. Okay. Okay. I'm not kidding. I will come. I will come. I have my delight shirts. That's uh, all ready to go. Okay. So, so Kins, last time we had you on the show, Mac was, was here with you. We love you, Mac. And yeah. we were talking about, the episode was really for the girl, um, which is, I know is how you guys start your episodes. Yes, I uh, love it. For the girl who is just really sick of being single. That's a lot of what we talked about, Who who's just feeling really stuck in this season of life and just really wishing that the next one would start. And that's a lot of what we talked about. And I loved our conversation. But as we were kicking it off, you said something that like, just sent off, I don't know, that basically like wrote a post-it in my brain and just stuck it in there and it has never left. And you mentioned as you were telling sort of your dating backstory, you talked about ending a relationship after a really long time and how that was a really hard thing. And you said, I mean, honestly, trying to figure out how to get, like how and when and if to exit a relationship, we could do a whole episode on that. And truly like a sticky note just like pinged in my for like inside my brain because I know that there are a ton of women who have found themselves in relationships where they've really like committed. They've they've been together for a really, really long time. They've maybe they live together, maybe they have a dog together, maybe they have furniture together. You know, I mean they like have really built a life with this person. But when it comes to taking the next step, there's something in them that's going like maybe this isn't right. And then they have to decide whether they're going to walk away from the last however many years and start over or keep going forward with something that they, you know, have some sort of like check in their heart about. And so because I know you've walked through this, I really would love for you to walk with us through this. And I do want to say, I know that some of the women listening, you know, we have women who are in all different stages of life. And so I know that this may not be, like not everyone may be in a relationship that they're thinking about ending right now. But this could be like work. This could be moving. Mm -hmm. This could be all kinds of things where it's like, I've really invested a lot in this. Am I really thinking about walking away? So all the stuff that we talk about in terms of relationship, I think, I mean, you can correct me, but I think really can apply to a lot of different things, right? Yeah, no, for sure. No, that's so good because I realized that it isn't everybody's story, for sure. Although like there's like a niche amount of people that this message is like, so important for. So I love that you're doing an episode about it. It's so easy to like only record episodes for like the majority, but like something specific like this is like so important to talk about. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Well, okay. So tell us, tell us the story. Tell us about this relationship. Like how did, I, I mean, share as much as, as you feel comfortable sharing, um, but we'd yeah. love to know just like who this person was, what your relationship was like, how you met, just anything that anything that you feel like, you know, is important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that's awesome. Okay, so I met I his his. I guess I always Mac is always like, don't say names, but I feel like I just whatever. It's the most general name ever, and nobody will know. So, anyways, <laughs> Joe. His name was Joe, and we met my freshman year, actually during freshman orientation of of college. So. Like I said, I moved from California to go to college here in Nashville at Belmont University. So 
made a huge move in my life and almost immediately met this guy. And um, we met in that little freshman orientation group. And we were friends for probably majority of freshman year and then started dating at the end of freshman year. And there's, of course, like a whole story there. But I remember actually our first date was Valentine's Day. And I was just, I mean, you go to college just like, as you know, like kind of expecting to meet your like future husband. Like it's more serious than maybe other times in life. And so I remember he decorated my dorm room door for Valentine's Day and like asked me to be his Valentine or whatever. And I like seriously to this day, I'm obsessed with Valentine's Day because of the impact that had on just like my love story. Like I was freaking out. Like I remember walking down the stairs after seeing Matt just being like, oh my gosh, Joe, like we were best friends. And now like he wanted to go on a date. And so that was like super exciting for me. I remember calling my mom just freaking out and all the things. So anyways, that was kind of where it all began. It took a while to to get official or whatever. But yeah, we started dating then and then basically dated all the way through college and then all the way through my first year post-college. So right about when all of your friends are getting married or already have gotten engaged or whatever, I was breaking up with the boy of what had been like four and a half, almost five years. And like I said, it was like my whole life in Nashville because like we met right when I moved to Nashville and then like all the way through that. So he was like, not only was he my boyfriend, but he was like, my best friend, because that's how it started. And then he was just my comfort zone. Like he was like a lot of what I had here in Nashville. And so breaking up with him felt like the hardest thing ever, which I'm sure we'll we'll get into. I'm grateful I did like have friendship and was always intentional about that in my life, which I'm really grateful for. He also was like a musician. So he was out of town a lot, which helped because it was kind of forced me to make friends and all of that. We are also starting delight in the midst of that. So I had like something going for myself, which felt good. Also could talk some more about that. But yeah, that's kind of our story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I do think that it's really... I think for a lot of us, before we get into a serious relationship, we see other people sort of like fall off the face of the earth when they do. And we're like, that's so stupid. Why would... Like, I'd never do that. Or like you know they're upset with their friend for sort of disappearing when they got into a relationship but it it's easier to do than than we imagine but also it is really 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 important to have a life outside of your person for a million reasons whether you're mm-hmm. dating or engaged or married or whatever like you need a life outside your person yeah other things going going on in your life oh so my gosh, how yeah. what started to kind of crop up in your mind that that you know, you'd been in this relationship for a long time. How, I guess, how far into it did you start to think about ending it? And why, why? how did that start? Yeah, we started dating when we were so young, of course. Like it really felt like, so I got to college and when we started dating, I probably just a few months after I started doing Delight. And really, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. It really kept me accountable in my faith and Really, I just felt like I was growing so much in my faith. Meanwhile, he decided to do music stuff. And 
and that in a secular space. And I really felt like over time, I mean, for a while, he was really working hard to keep his faith a priority. But over time, I just felt like there just grew more distance there between like our con- our our faith journeys. That was probably like a big thing. It wasn't obvious though. It wasn't like he was like off the deep end or anything. So that's why we we really it was it was good and it felt fine for a while. But eventually, towards the end, that was probably the biggest thing of like just a disconnection of like okay, like we are in different places spiritually very different places. And he was such a good person and making fine decisions, but I kind of could see the future of that. And it just didn't felt like it was what God had for me. So that was probably the biggest thing. And, and yeah, his lifestyle too, like it was, his lifestyle started to look like, like touring more and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Is this really what I want? It's, It's actually really funny. I like not into music at all. So I also was like, why am I dating a musician? What has happened in my life? Like for a second, I was like on tour with them. It was really funny. And I was just like, I just remember a couple moments towards the end of this. And I feel like this probably will speak to somebody out there. Like I just remember a couple moments being like, like zooming out a bit and being like, okay, this isn't like who I am. Like this is just, but with time, with so much time, you don't really recognize it. You're just like four years into it. I just thought he was my person. Like I just like was totally convinced of that. And he was my best friend, but then, and you don't see that disconnect happening. And then, but there are a couple moments where I would zoom out and I was like, okay, like, I don't know if this is really where God wants me to be. And I can kind of see the future of this and this is out of character for me. This is our passions don't align. Our lifestyles don't align and our faith isn't aligning. So it kind of became clear, but there were small moments. Yeah. I was actually at a worship night like eight months before I broke up with him. And it was like a Tuesday night and the pastor was doing kind of an altar call of like surrendering things in your life. And I remember just God pretty clearly saying like, this is your time to like surrender, to surrender this relationship. Obviously that felt like so hard and nearly impossible. And so I did go forward. It was like, come forward at the altar and lay this thing down. And I did. And in the moment that felt good, but then like, just couldn't do, just couldn't break up with him. Like I said, it was like losing so much. And so, yeah, I like that. It was probably for eight months. It really, truly felt like a spiritual battle. Like I really feel like every day with my time with Jesus, I was just like asking him, I was like, should I break up with him? Should I not? Should I do it? Or should I not? And like, couldn't get clear answers and felt so torn. And like, obviously that was affecting our relationship between Joe and I and my faith relationship and my relationship with Jesus. So there's just like so much confusion there for so long and just truly couldn't bite the bullet. I couldn't make a decision to walk in obedience because it felt scary, honestly. But yeah. yeah. I have there, my brain is like fireworks right now. I have so many <laughs> things I, I'm thinking about. So one of them, you talked about how his faith was like sort of maybe from the outside looked like it was similar to yours, but you could feel that you were like really growing in one way. And he like 
wasn't as much. I, I know that there are women listening who are like, I'm stronger in my faith than my boyfriend is. And is that, like, is it a must-have that that you should be at the exact same place? So, t- like, talk to us about that a little bit. Why Why was it important to you that you guys were in, not just even, like, the same neighborhood spiritually, but, like, in the same house, I guess? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't have known it in the moment. So I understand that. I understand where those girls are coming from. Like, because in the moment you're like, okay, like he's so kind. He, he, and he was, he was like the nicest person to everybody, personable, loving, kind. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to like pick his face apart, but they're just like, weren't things that like probably I needed as his girlfriend spiritually or, if we were to be married, like he just lacked things that I could grow from spiritually. But I wouldn't have known that in the moment. It was easy for me to be like, it works. It's fine. And it's tough because I know now I'm married now. And Josh, my current husband, he, I mean, because of we're just like and I wouldn't say he's like the spiritual powerhouse like he's not like a pastor of a church or like the most eloquent speaker or crazy worshiper he's a business guy he's like he's that he just has like a heart that is connected to Jesus and there's something about that and the way that he I can trust his leadership and I can respect him as a man of God. And I think that's what I lacked the most in my relationship with Joe, but I I didn't even know it. But yeah, we just like functioned very independently spiritually and it was fine, but that's the thing. It was just fine. Like it wasn't like fruitful. It wasn't like I was really being, I, I was growing, but outside of Joe, which only which only made us more distant. So it's like a lot of women can listen to this and be like, okay, but I am growing spiritually because I have awesome church community or really awesome mentor girlfriends. But, and that's fine that you're growing spiritually. I'm That's good for you. But the problem is, is you're going to grow more and more distant from the guy. And that only is going to create more disconnect. That was like our story essentially. So gosh, like, but yeah, I know now, that it's just important to have a man in your life that you can just trust and he doesn't have to be this spiritually trust. Yeah, but I'll say that. Hopefully that's helpful. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I don't know if I've ever thought about it this way, but like kind of what you're describing is that the closer you got to Jesus, that that pulled you away from from Joe instead of like, and that's, I think, really indicative. Like I've I've been there where it's yeah. the closer I get to Jesus, the closer I grow in my relationship to God, the further I get from this person. And like, that's a pretty clear moment. Hey friends, I wanted to take a quick pause from my conversation with Ken's to thank our sponsor for today. Our sponsor for today's episode is an amazing company called Pros. Now, most of you have probably heard me sing the praises of Pros, the world's most personalized hair care. But for those who haven't, I wanted to tell you about the incredible results I'm seeing since using my customized Pros products. 
Prost has given over 1 million consultations with their hair quiz, and that's how the process started for me. The quiz was so much fun. It felt like one of those magazine quizzes I used to love. It was easy, but also really in-depth. They asked me so many questions that I wouldn't have thought to answer, like, how much does your hair shed? The answer is, a lot. Is your hair oily at the ends or just near your scalp? And more. So I did their hair quiz, and then I placed my order, and just a few days later, the package showed up on my doorstep. I have a pre-shampoo mask, shampoo, and conditioner. I've been using these products for a while now, and it's made such a difference. My hair feels silky and soft and looks even shinier. And the other thing I love is that you can continuously customize your formula. They'll help you tweak things depending on your lifestyle changes or even changes in the weather. Pros is also focused on providing clean and responsible products. Every product is free of parabens, sulfates, phthalates, mineral oils, GMOs, and is always cruelty-free. Also, if you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they'll take the products back, no questions asked. But I have a feeling that won't be an issue for you. Friends, Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. You can take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. Just go to pros.com slash girlsnight. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash girlsnight for your free in-depth hair quiz and 15% off. Pros, thanks so much for sponsoring our Girls Night. We just love having you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As many of you know, I recently wrote a book, and while it was the most rewarding project of my career so far, it also came with a lot of hard work and long nights. And sometimes when things started to feel a little bit overwhelming, I needed to get a few things off my chest so I could clear my mind and keep the writing process flowing. And the thing that helped me so much to sort through those feelings was therapy. Now tell me if any of this sounds familiar. Maybe you're going through something really hard right now, a big loss or a gigantic life transition. Maybe you frequently feel anxious, depressed, overwhelmed, or just generally discouraged. Maybe you really, really, really want your life circumstances to change, but you don't know how to actually change them. Or maybe you're feeling stuck as you try to work through your past, navigate your present, or figure out your future. Friend, if you can relate to any of this, you're not alone. I've been there, and therapy has been the thing that has helped me more than anything else with all of this. In the last 10 years or so, I've learned that strength isn't proving I can do it on my own. It's knowing that I don't have to. I'm at my strongest when I have a full support system around me, and an essential part of my support system is therapy. Therapy can be absolutely life-changing, that is, if you can afford it and find a therapist you like and trust. But of course, this is easier said than done. And that's why I'm so excited to be partnering with this week's podcast sponsor. Our sponsor for today's episode is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the easiest and most affordable way I've ever found to find a great therapist. It's entirely online and super easy to sign up. You can get started right away. And if you don't love the counselor you're paired with, switching is easy and it's free. If you're going through something hard in your relationships, or if you're in a funk you just can't shake, if you've been feeling anxious or depressed lately, or if you're feeling stressed and you need help balancing your everyday life and schedule, BetterHelp is an incredible resource for you. And I'm so thankful that they've given me a promo code that I can share with you to make it even easier to get started. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com friendship today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash friendship.
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Friends, springtime is finally here, but that also means allergy season is in full swing. I have always struggled with allergies and I don't know about you, but I am especially allergic to cats. More on that in a second. Well, luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. The time that I use Claritin the absolute most is when I'm at my parents' house, my childhood home. They have this absolutely beautiful cat that they love and I like, except for the fact that he sheds so much. So that means that I'm basically sneezing from the second I arrive home to the second I leave, unless I take Claritin. My dad has even started having it ready for me right when I walk in the door. Are you ready to live life as though you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Claritin, thank you so much for sponsoring our girls' night. We love having you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So I don't even know if we've talked about this, Kens, but Carl and I have a new marriage prep course that we are doing together. And we're halfway through. We've, we have a bunch of couples that we're walking through it um, with right now, and we're halfway through And it's been really, really fun because it's been things that Mm -hmm. Carl and I have have learned over the last eight years and things that we've been talking about with couples like in our actual lives over the last eight years, but we're getting to actually like share the things that we've learned in a wider sense. And one of the things that we talk about is the direction that you're headed in your life. And so we talk about it in terms of like, you know, north, south, east, west. Mm -hmm. And... And this can be your career, this can be your dreams, this can be your your faith, like whatever, pick a category. But if you decide that you're walking north and your person that you want to walk with is walking west, well, you can't, if you're holding on to each other, you can't get north and west at the same time. And like best case scenario, maybe you compromise and you end up northwest Or maybe one of you pulls harder and you drag the other person north or they drag you west. But either way, you're not, you're not getting necessarily where you want to go and neither are they. And so I I like that you mentioned career-wise too, there were some relationships in, in my past that were really awesome in a lot of different ways. And there were even moments where I was like, why didn't this work out? Like I, God, I don't understand why this person couldn't be the person and mm. and it you know after some time and some hindsight and then meeting Carl and seeing like what our life together gets to look like it, it's there were there were people who I couldn't 
I couldn't do the things that God created me to do in the world if I was married to that person. Like there are, mm-hmm. our callings didn't align. Our dreams didn't align. And so like you're talking about with Job, you know, standing there at one of his shows being like, how did I get here? This isn't like, this is a good thing for you, but this isn't me being here. Isn't, isn't like conducive to me being who I was created to be. Yeah. Yeah. All of those things I think are just like factors that, that we have to think through that are really hard to think through. Yeah. No, that's really good. I really believe that for sure. And that's why it's important as like young women, as you're trying to pursue Jesus and develop your identity in him and where he's calling you. Like that's a really important conversation when it comes to relationship, because we've got to figure that out. Like we've got to be sure of that. Like I had to be sure like, okay, yes, God, you're calling me into women's ministry. Like I can see that this is like the life you have for me and I'm going to need somebody who blank in this. And you have to be sure of that calling to be able to to say that for yourself. So yeah, yeah, that's good. I also really like that you said that Josh isn't like a pastor or a you know worship leader or whatever. I think there was a long time where I thought that that's what, that's the only like brand of godly man that there is out there. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's so not true. So whoever you end up marrying doesn't have to be like doesn't have to play guitar and like, you know, be writing worship <laughs> songs or whatever the thing looks like. It can look like a lot of different things. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So you're basically fighting with God for eight months about this. Did you, did you talk to Joe in, in the process about this? Like, did he know what was happening? Yeah. Yeah. Some, some, I did some, and that's what made it hard. Cause yeah, like I was just kind of, there were moments where I was honest, like there are probably even moments where I semi-tried like a, a weak effort to like end the thing, but but it wasn't out of obedience or courage. It was more so like, let's see if this happens to end the thing or something. I was like trying to be so sensitive because of course in a breakup, there's two people that are going to be I was going to be devastated from it. And I knew he was too. So that was a part of it too. It was like so sad for him as well. And so, yeah, we like talked a bit about it. You know, I have questions and even maybe sometimes like, hey, you're going to really need to grow in this area and then not seeing growth in that area or, hey, like just so you know, this has been really hard for me. I need you to, or, or like a, it'd be awesome if we could like go on an awesome date and talk through this and then maybe feeling let down again in that area. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of feeling let down, a lot of prayers not being answered and a lot of hard conversations that every time were pretty, pretty heartbreaking and leading us inevitably to break up. But like I would say those eight months were pretty much like, like very sad. And it clearly wasn't working out, but no one had the courage to like, to end the thing. So yeah, Yeah. I think it was like eight months of a hard place for sure. Okay. So then how did you, you know, you guys are having these sad, hard conversations for eight months. You're talking to him about some of your concerns and and telling him like, Hey, this is something that I would need to see change if our relationship's going to go forward, but those things aren't changing. Mm -hmm. How did you guys finally how'd you end up finally breaking up? What did that look like? Yeah. 
this is, it's actually kind of interesting. So at going into like this, it happened over the summer at some point and going into the summer. So maybe like sometime in May, I like kind of made a little vow with Jesus. I was like, okay, by, and I don't know if this is right or wrong. Is I don't know. But I was like, I'm, by this date, which was the end of the summer, it was like sometime in August. If like things don't change or if I don't like hear you say like you definitely should continue this relationship, then like I'm going to break up with him for sure. And I don't know if that was like kind of my easy way out of like, let's see if we can just make it work for a little longer. I don't know what it was, but it helped because essentially that date came around. And this is a sad story. I was, it was my best friend's wedding. I was in her wedding on this day. And I was, he came to the wedding. My parents were at the wedding. It was really fun wedding. But I remember getting ready for the wedding that day being like, yikes. Like, and I still didn't know if I was going to do it, honestly, because I I feel like I had some weak efforts before, like I said. So I don't even know. It was like a very blurry, like, as you probably could imagine, my spirit was just so confused. And that's like the really sad and terrible part of this season was that it was like spiritually so draining. Like, yeah, I mean, I could go off on that, but just quickly, like I was trying to do ministry in the midst of this. I was trying to start a ministry in the midst of this. I was trying to pour into people's lives. I was trying to write curriculum, all these things. And I just like had nothing in my tank. Like I would sometimes be able to like not think about it, but it felt like so all consuming, which was another reason why it felt like I like was like, I got to end this, like for the sake of my calling, for the sake of like what God's doing in my life, like I got to end this. And so even for the sake of like friendships in my life, like, even if it wasn't for this big ministry thing, like if it was just for friendships, if it was just for like my own health, like mental health, like I needed to end the thing. So anyways, this day comes, I'm like, go through the whole wedding thing. And I'm in the car in my like bridesmaid gown, essentially. And I with Joe and I outside of his house and I was just like, yeah, we got to like end this thing. This isn't working. It's so sad. I see these photos because of course it's like days now documented on my Facebook page and like <laughs> Facebook kind of LOL. But um, I feel like it was before everything was on Instagram. And it's just like, I there, I have some weak moments. Well, actually, no, I don't think I intentionally go and look. I feel like sometimes I'm just like scrolling through my Facebook photos for another purpose. And I like see them and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this day was so heavy. But anyways, yeah, I just ended the thing in the car with him. And thankfully, my mom and my my mom was in town. So that was really sweet. And my mm. sister was, I lived with my sister at the time. And that whole night, I just remember just crying. It was super devastating. But there is a sense of relief as well that comes with just finally doing the thing. And having like a lot of times what stops us from breakup is simply that conversation. Like that conversation in itself is like some of the, that's like the hardest moment, honestly. And then after that, it's like, okay, I just have to like deal with myself and the sorrow, which feels a little less than dealing with somebody else as well. So that felt like really relieving. And then also like spiritually, just like having made a decision and walking in obedience felt very relieving almost immediately. Um, and we could talk about the post post season in a second. I know we're going to be running out of time, but yeah. 
No, yeah, I want to I was going to ask about that. Like I've been through breakups where like you break up and then two days later you're talking because this is your person. Like you've talked about, like this is your best friend. This is your safest place. This is like the person who knows all of your inside jokes. Like they are the other half of your inside jokes. So it's like everything that you wanted, like it's so hard not to reach out to them. And so that ends up prolonging a breakup and making it really messy and murky. So how did you, what did you, what kind of things did you put in place to make it so that this wasn't that? Yeah. Yeah. I think this is like one of the most important conversations because if anybody listening to this is like, okay, yes, like I'm feeling super distant from this guy. It's time to break it off, but it's been forever. He's my everything. Yeah. I think this is like the, if you can have the conversation that is so, that's amazing. Do the thing, have the breakup combo, but then the post stuff. Yeah. You've just got to stay disciplined. And I'm really proud of this. Like I'm a really, by nature, I'm kind of a disciplined person, but I just like was like, I cannot reach out to him. And I just didn't. I literally didn't for like two months, probably. I think after the two month mark, we grabbed coffee or something, but it was just over by that point. But like, and I don't even know why we grabbed coffee. I can't really remember. It was just a quick situation. But that like helped with probably closure and everything. But like literally, and then we didn't talk after that. But for two months, there was not a single text exchange. There wasn't a single DM exchange. There was no no communication. And that was really hard. It looked like like filling my time in a way like... I would go on walks. Like if I ever felt like I was tempted to text him, I would leave my phone at home and I would go for a walk. If I ever felt like I even tried not to like look at anything. I'm trying to remember, like, I don't think like this sounds so funny, but like, I don't think Instagram stories or like any of that was like even a thing then. But so there was less to probably look at. But if I was to look back in hindsight, I wouldn't have looked at anything. I would have just tried to be as disciplined as possible, hanging out with girlfriends, doing delay, like filling my time. Of course, there's limit to that. You don't want to like run yourself dry. But I think it's really important to like, especially for like a temporary season, a couple months, like fill your life a bit with like people and things and try to leave your phone behind and just like really protect that. Because like you said, like I can't count how many friends who have like prolonged even further the breakup and it just lingers and lingers and it's never going to like come back together. Like that never, that never, I, that doesn't happen. Maybe sometimes, I don't know, but it's not healthy. It isn't what God called you to do. And like, it's better just to leave it and just leave it and be disciplined about it. If you need more clarity or if you feel like there is an open door of some kind, like I think it's fine to maybe meet up like a couple months after quickly and get that closure but beyond that, like there, there doesn't need to be much more communication, which is so hard and harsh, but it was like the best decision I could have made for myself and for him as well. And you'll find through that season that it just feels right. Like once you like the first couple of weeks go by, like the first couple of weeks are super, super hard and it can maybe still feel confusing and you maybe still want to text him. Then after that, it just starts to feel right. You start to jump into like the regular rhythms of life again. You start to like reconnect with friends again. You start to like think of other people you could like be with. And that feels fun again. And like, 
pretty quickly it does like turn around, but you need that like buffer of time for sure. So yeah. yeah. I feel like you don't have to like unfollow them necessarily, or I don't know if that feels like too, especially with someone like Joe, it's like, he didn't do anything wrong. Like it wasn't like you were mad. It was, it was, but this is best for us. But I think like, you know, utilizing the mute button or the, you know, on Facebook, you can unfollow someone without unfriending them or whatever. You know, I mean, there are, and also their friends, like you don't need to see, I mean, I feel like those were some of my hardest days post-breakup was not even just seeing like his profile, but seeing someone else have him in a story or a photo or something like that. Not a story, because again, that wasn't a thing uh, during my last breakup. <laughs> but but it just, it's like a stab to the heart and you don't need that. And yeah. like, you just need to kind of protect and insulate your heart for a little while. And so um, yeah. using technology to do that is a really, is a really good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Ken, so, so women who are, who are listening right now, if they're sitting in that like confusion that something about this doesn't feel right, but is that just me being nervous? Is that, is that, am I hungry? Like, I don't know what is, what, what is happening inside of me? Is, is that trying to like, is this God speaking to me? I don't know. I've, I feel like I've heard God say all kinds of things that weren't actually God saying things to me. You know, how do we figure out if what we're feeling and hearing is something we need to listen to, or if it's just butterflies and we're hungry and we need a nap, you know? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think like we kind of hinted at it later, at least my story probably shows some clarity to that. Like when I started to have questions, like when God first spoke to me to lay this relationship down, or at least like kind of spoke to me, I don't even know what that was. Like after that, I started to have those conversations or those prayers like and I think this is important for you like start praying for something like if there's like a really weak part of your relationship or something that would definitely need to look different like start praying for that thing to look different and then see see how God shows up in that and like it things will become clear things he either will he either will grow change develop or he really won't and that will become clear to you. Start having conversations with him. It doesn't even need to be like I'm having questions. Help. It could be even more. It probably could be more productive. Like, hey, like I would love to like if you could plan this super special date and like we could talk through A, B, and C or like start bringing those things up and stop just having quiet questions in your heart and see like what comes out of that. And again, things will become really clear or they or they won't. And through it all, you've just got to have courage. You've got to be certain of your identity of who God called you to be. I've just seen so many women just, I loved Joe so much. Like I can't even, I could go on a whole spiel of how that felt like so good and right. And he felt like so much my person. And I have sit across the table for, with so many women who feel the same way about the guy they're dating and like they have these conversations and they are praying these things, yet they still are walking in so much insecurity, like so much like uncertainty of what God really does have for them. They have so many questions if God even does have somebody better for them. And it's just like, he does. 
He totally does. He has more for you. He has something better for you. That might come with like heartbreak. It might come with like a season of loneliness. I was single for like two and a half years after Joe. Like that that was lonely at times, but also super, super, super life-giving. Like walking in obedience with him is like the best decision you can make. So yeah, you've got to carry that season with like, with confidence, with calling, with which is so close to Jesus. Because you can have these conversations and you can have these prayers, but if they aren't followed up with with that, it's gonna be hard to make any sort of move, really, really break any yeah. breakup. I like that you said um not having these quiet questions. Cause I think a lot of times that's that's a lot of what Carl and I have been talking about in in our marriage prep course so far is like if we could give one piece of advice to every couple ever, it's say what you need. Like actually say the thing, ask the question, say what you need. Because if you say, hey, I really need us to be growing in this way, or this is a really important thing to me that I really want to be part of our relationship. Can we talk about this over a date? Will you please plan a date for us? And they don't do it. Then it's not a matter of like, are they a mind reader or not? Like no one is a mind reader. No one's going to be good at that. <laughs> Everyone's going to fail every time at anticipating your every want and need. It's, yeah. So that's yeah. not like, I'll know that this is right if they read my mind. You're, you're, they're going to fail. So you're telling them, hey, this is what I need. And then you're getting to see whether they care or not or like care yeah. enough to, to do something or you know whether they're capable of showing up for you in that way. But you won't know until you until you really ask. And then you have a new set of, like a new a new piece of information that you yeah. can use to make your next decision. Yeah, that's right. That's so good. What would you say to the woman who is like, feeling like I have invested so much in this relationship? Like we've been together mm. for so long. And yeah, maybe they do live together. Maybe they have a dog together or, you know, maybe there are just different pieces of their life that has been tied together for so long that they're really going to have to like do some surgery Mm. to disconnect things. What would you say to her? Oh my gosh. I would just say that like the other side of your obedience, like is going to be so worth it that although the moment of transition, gosh, the breakup conversation moving the boxes out and having the dog split situation conversation or leaving the dog, taking the dog. I don't know what that can look like for you. It's all going to suck and it's going to be super hard and so hard and devastating and heartbreaking and sad. And there's going to be a lot of tears and it's going to be rough. But then it's going to be a lot better than what you're living in right now. Like the Lord is going to show up in like the most miraculous ways. You don't even know right now at all, but you've got to just have faith in that, that like when you say yes to this and when you say, yes, God, I'm going to make this decision because like I'm believing you're going to show up for me. He is, and he's going to knock your socks off and it's going to be beautiful. There's going to be way better adventures, way better memories to be made, way better friendships that are going to be had. Your calling is going to unfold. Like all the like messiness, confusion, all of that ugly, heavy stuff that's going on in your spirit right now, it's going to be gone. 
and there's going to be a new start. And it's like so worth it. So if you can, which I know you can, because you are courageous and brave and strong, because that's how God created you to be. If you can do that, which you can break it up and move out the things and go through the hard stuff for just a couple weeks, maybe a month, maybe two months, but like then like five years later, uh, a year later, it's going to be so, so worth it. Ken's that's so good. That is so good. Do you, is there anything else that you needed to hear when you were going through this? Like practical, like for real, do not text him or I mean, just anything else that you really needed to hear, big or small, practical or more like heart, heart focused. Yeah. Gosh, I do feel like we talked about some of the most important things and I'm so glad we did. Um, But yeah, as I was sitting here, I was thinking to myself, like maybe there's somebody who's like, oh, it took her eight months like to break it off. Like I have questions right now and I'm unsure. I, but it's like, oh, I'll take eight more months with him and just like figure it out and like whatever. And I do want to like speak to that. Like if I was to look back in hindsight, like I wouldn't have wasted that time. Like it was like not, it was really a sucky period of my life. And like, I wish I cut it off sooner, honestly. Like, and of course you can't change the future and whatever, but gosh, I just wish I did. And I'm so glad I had like confidence breaking up with him because I asked those questions and prayed those prayers, but I probably could have done it a whole lot sooner. So I don't know if, if anybody's listening to this, I would say like, start praying those prayers, start having those conversations, asking those questions and then like make a move. Like it doesn't need to be like prolonged forever. And I definitely think it was, it just, it really negatively impacted like that whole young adult season of my life. And it didn't have to probably as much as it did. So yeah, just like taking action and being courageous and doing the thing. And I know it's hard, but healing will come a lot sooner. So yeah. 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 That's what I was thinking about is like, you're, I mean, that the conversation in the car, like that is what everyone is dreading. Like I don't, I like can't bring myself to have that conversation because you know it's going to hurt so much. But I almost wonder if all, if, if you were to like bottle up all of the pain that you felt in those eight months and compare the jar, I guess, to what you felt in the car and like later that day, mm-hmm. I feel like probably the pain of those eight months is a lot, like there's a lot more there because yeah. it's just so prolonged. And then also, if if the moment in the car when you're actually breaking up, if that's the the break, well, like the longer you take to actually break the thing, the, you're prolonging your healing also. So like yeah. the sooner you get the break over, the sooner you can actually, actually start to heal. Yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of the funniest analogy. I don't even know if this is too inappropriate, but... <laughs> oh my gosh I just thought of this okay Seth do you get your bikini waxed do you oh get- my gosh yeah I mean it's yeah I think it's been a little too long at this moment but yes I absolutely oh, have consistently in different seasons of life it's Keep literally going. the same thing you know like recently I prolonged the appointment and my bikini hairs were so thick 
and so long that the appointment was the most horrifying thing ever. And <laughs> I actually canceled the first appointment. I like literally had a po- an appointment where like I should have just done the thing, you know, but I was like, uh-huh. too, I weaned out. And then, uh-huh. you know, a month later, my hair is just grew even thicker and it was harder. So, and was, literally, I'm not joking. I thought of getting like every day when I saw myself in the mirror, I was like, it, it just hit me again that this was going to have to happen in my future. And <laughs> I think I brought it with me for way too long. I wish I stuck with my original appointment because it would have happened a lot sooner and would have <laughs> been so much better. So anyways, that's my story. <laughs> that is the best thing ever. Welcome to Girls Night. Truly. Yeah. Yes, exactly that. Exactly that. Just keep the appointment. Prolonging yeah. the pain doesn't make it less. Oh no. my gosh. No. Oh man. Well, I don't know how to transition into this, but kids, <laughs> will you pray for us? <laughs> yes. Yes. I would love to pray for us. Gosh, Jesus, I just pray right now for, for the girl. Yeah. Like we said at the beginning, maybe this is like a job breakup. Maybe this is a friend breakup or Maybe it is a guy breakup, which is just hard and heavy, Lord. I just pray for courage, God. Would you just rewrite their identity in the way you created them? Would you give them a glimpse of their future free of this thing? And would they just hold on to that hope, God, through this hopefully just hard next little season, God? And would you just be with them through it, Lord? Would it build so much intimacy between um, you and them? And then I just pray for, yeah, their future to unfold on the other side of obedience, God. Yeah, Lord, we just thank you so much for this conversation. And would it compel people to, to make a decision, a bold decision, a bold yes, to just follow you courageously, God? And would you be right there in the midst of it? We just love you and we pray all of this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Kins. Of course. Thank you. This was fun. You guys, isn't Kens amazing? I just love her and I love this conversation and I'm so happy I got to share it with you. One thing I wanted to mention quickly is I know we talked about a lot in today's episode. And so if you want to find the links to any of those things, all you have to do is go to our Girls' Night website. It's girlsnightpodcast.com. And for every episode, we have a blog post with the show notes. All the links will be there for everything we talked about, including all of Ken's contact info so that you guys can follow her and so y'all can be friends. The other thing I wanted to mention is that if you haven't had a chance yet, it would mean so much to me if you would take just a quick second to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. We've gotten so many amazing five-star reviews from y'all and you've left the sweetest comments. I can't tell you how much it means to me and it also helps out the podcast more than you can imagine. So if you haven't yet, please take just one quick second to leave us a rating and a review. Thanks so much. All right, friends, that's all we have for today, but we'll be back next week with another episode of Girls' Night. And I'm so excited about this next one. I'll see you then.